Book four, chapter six of the Klansmen, an historical romance of the Ku Klux Klan by Thomas Dixon, Jr. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by Michelle Fry. Chapter six The Counterstroke from the hour he had watched the capture of the armory old stoneman felt in the air a current against him which was electric as if the dead had heard the cry of the clansmen's greeting risen and rallied to their pale ranks the daring campaign these men were waging took his breath they were going not only to defeat his delegation to congress but send their own to take their seats reinforced by the enormous power of a suppressed negro vote the blow was so sublime in its audacity he laughed in secret admiration while he raved and cursed the army corps took possession of the hill counties quartering from five to six hundred regulars at each courthouse but the mischief was done the state was on fire the eighty thousand rifles with which the negroes had been armed were now in the hands of their foes a white rifle club was organized in every town village and hamlet they attended the public meetings with their guns drilled in front of the speakers stands yelled hooted hissed cursed and jeered at the orators who dared to champion or apologize for negro rule at night the hoof-beat of squadrons of pale horsemen and the crack of their revolvers struck terror to the heart of every negro carpet-bagger and scallywag there was a momentary lull in the excitement which stoneman mistook for fear at the appearance of the troops he had the governor appoint a white sheriff a young scallywag from the mountains who was a noted moonshiner and desperado he arrested over a hundred leading men in the county charging them with complicity in the killing of the three members of the african guard and instructed the judge and clerk of the court to refuse bail and commit them to jail under military guard to his amazement the prisoners came into piedmont armed and mounted they paid no attention to the deputy sheriffs who were supposed to have them in charge they deliberately formed the line under ben cameron's direction and he led them in a parade through the streets the five hundred u s regulars who were camped on the river bank were westerners ben led his squadron of armed prisoners in front of this camp and took them through the evolutions of cavalry with the precision of veterans the soldiers dropped their games and gathered laughing to watch them the drill ended with a double rank charge at the river embankment when they drew every horse on his haunches on the brink firing a volley with a single crash a wild cheer broke from the soldiers and the officers rushed from their tents ben wheeled his men galloped in front of the camp drew them up at dress parade and saluted a low word of command from a trooper and the westerners quickly formed in ranks returned the salute and cheered the officers rushed up cursing and drove the men back to their tents the horsemen laughed fired a volley in the air cheered and galloped back to the courthouse the court was glad to get rid of them there was no question raised over technicalities in the making out bail bonds the clerk wrote the names of imaginary bondsmen as fast as his pen could fly while the perspiration stood in beads on his red forehead another telegram from old stoneman to the white house and the writ of habeas corpus was suspended and martial law proclaimed enraged beyond measure at the salute from his troops he had two companies of negro regulars sent from columbia and they camped in the courthouse square 
he determined to make a desperate effort to crush the fierce spirit before which his forces were being driven like chafe he induced bizzle to return from cleveland with his negro wife and children he was escorted to the city hall and reinstalled as mayor by a full force of seven hundred troops and a negro guard placed around his house stoneman had lynch run an excursion from the black belt and brought a thousand negroes to attend a final rally at piedmont he placarded the town with posters on which were printed the civil rights bill and the proclamation of the president declaring martial law ben watched this day dawn with nervous dread he had passed a sleepless night riding in person to every den of the clan and issuing positive orders that no white man should come to piedmont the clash with the authority of the united states he had avoided from the first as a matter of principle it was essential to his success that his men should commit no act of desperation which would imperil his plans above all he wished to avoid a clash with old stoneman personally the arrival of the big excursion was the signal for a revival of negro insolence which had been planned the men brought from the eastern part of the state were selected for the purpose they marched over the town yelling and singing a crowd of them half drunk formed themselves three abreast and rushed the sidewalks pushing every white man woman and child into the street they met phil on his way to the hotel and pushed him into the gutter he said nothing crossed the street bought a revolver loaded it and put it in his pocket he was not popular with the negroes and he had been shot at twice on his way from the mills at night the whole affair of this rally over which his father meant to preside filled him with disgust and he was in an ugly mood lynch's speech was bold bitter and incendiary and at its close the drunken negro troops from the local garrison began to slouch through the streets two and two looking for trouble at the close of the speaking stoneman called the officer in command of these troops and said major i wish this rally today to be a proclamation of the supremacy of law and the enforcement of the equality of every man under law your troops are entitled to the rights of white men i understand the hotel table has been free today to the soldiers from the camp on the river they are returning the courtesy extended to the criminals who drilled before them send two of your black troops down for dinner and see that it is served i wish an example for the state it will be a dangerous performance sir the major protested the old commoner furrowed his brow have you been instructed to act under my orders i have sir said the officer saluting then do as i tell you snapped stoneman ben cameron had kept indoors all day and dined with fifty of the western troopers whom he had identified as leading in the friendly demonstration to his men margaret who had been busy with mrs cameron entertaining these soldiers was seated in the dining-room alone eating her dinner while phil waited impatiently in the parlor the guests had all gone when two big negro troopers fighting drunk walked into the hotel they went to the water cooler and drank ostentatiously thrusting their thick lips coated with filth far into the coconut dipper while the dirty hand grasped its surface they pushed the dining-room door open and suddenly flopped down beside margaret she attempted to rise and cried in rage how dare you black brutes one of them threw his arm around her chair thrust his face into hers and said with a laugh don't hurry my beauty stay and take dinner with us margaret again attempted to rise and screamed as phil rushed into the room with drawn revolver one of the negroes fired at him missed and the next moment dropped dead with a bullet through his heart the other leaped across the table and through the open window 
margaret turned confronting both phil and ben with revolvers in their hands and fainted ben hurried phil out the back door and persuaded him to fly man you must go we must not have a riot here today there's no telling what will happen a disturbance now and my men will swarm into town tonight for god's sake go until things are quiet but i tell you i'll face it i'm not afraid said phil quietly no but i am urged ben these two hundred negroes are armed and drunk their officers may not be able to control them and they may lay their hands on you go 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 you must go the train is due in fifteen minutes he half lifted him on a horse tied behind the hotel leaped on another galloped to the big flag station two miles out of town and put him on the northbound train stay in charlotte until i wire for you was ben's parting injunction he turned his horse's head from McAllister's, sent the two boys with all speed to the cyclops of each of the ten township dens with positive orders to disregard all wild rumors from piedmont and keep every man out of town for two days as he rode back he met a squad of mounted white regulars who arrested him the trooper's companion had sworn positively that he was the man who killed the negro within thirty minutes he was tried by drumhead court-martial and sentenced to be shot end of book four chapter six